book three chapter ten of the spy company a story of the mexican war by archibald clavering gunter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by john brandon book three chapter ten the smuggler's trail having placed a burning brand between these two carmelita has flown away leaving behind her the silence of the wilderness her sad despairing voice has even awed mr love the only noise that strikes miss godfrey's ears is the cawing of a crow that seems enraged at human presence as for the young lady's eyes they are turned towards the ground confusion and modesty almost make her sway in the saddle fortunately now hurried action compels hampton to ignore all else but his young charge's safety life and death have precedence of even passion for a moment the texan gazes shamefacedly after carmelita and mutters to harry yes it's best the greasers must not guess she has brought word to us no danger will come to her canale's rancheros riding up from the southwest cannot possibly intercept her they'll not reach our trail for twenty miles ahead of where we are he thinks for a moment then cries love shin up one of those oak trees and see if you can still make out the indian smoke signals to the north harry throwing himself off his horse goes up a live oak as quickly as a squirrel and a minute after reports yes i can see em though of course they're awful faint and a moment after calls they are smoke signals sure as bacon is fat coming down the tree he holds a hurried consultation a little apart with the captain at hampton's words miss godfrey can hear love chuckle why won't it be slick sicken a panther on a grizzly quick harry says the captain ride over to the west and see if you can find the trail of the indians if they're coming up from the rio grande you should cross their track about six miles from here at the lowest ford on the nueces find out their numbers and all about them meet me on the old tobacco smuggler's trail as the ranger takes his pace rapidly towards the west hampton now leading the pack mule rides along followed by miss godfrey and her maid the gait of their horses is sufficiently easy to permit estrella some conversation with him though she cannot force her eyes to meet the texan captains she falters you're you're riding towards the indians you dread the mexican lancers more than you do them well it's about a toss-up remarks sharp though the comanches will trail us with more certainty than the mexicans then why go towards them keep between them run away from both oh i want canale's band to follow us what miss godfrey i propose to make indian neutralize greaser in a few hours you'll see mr love and me do it now don't let the matter worry you only be sure that no harm will ever come to you until sharp hampton goes under the ranger's face has a curious set expression on it but trying to turn her mind from the dangers of her situation he gets to chatting to estrella 
about the country through which they're passing telling her of the old tobacco smuggler's trail he proposes to take how it was made before the days of texan independence by wild contrabandists coming from matagorda down through goliad of bloody memory to the mexican towns on the rio grande tobacco bearing a very high import duty from the mexican government to her he relates some curious anecdotes of how the smugglers used to hire the alcaldes of the pueblos to let them sell their contraband cigars that sometimes after the trade had been finished the alcalde overcome by fear or conscience denounced them to officers in command of the mexican troops who took away all the contrabandist's gains in that case the smugglers generally knifed the alcalde he laughs now the trail is only used by cowboys in fact taylor's army has been supported for the most of the last five months by mexican beef a thing that doesn't make the greasers feel very pleasantly towards us as they lope along he goes to pointing out honey trees to his exquisite companion telling her how the bee hunters discovered them by catching a few of the insects and watching their flights which are always in straight lines that where two lines of flight intersect there must be the bee tree that's the way harry found that honeycomb i reckon that you enjoyed at lunch he continues and look here if you're lost there's no danger of your starving in this part of the world two months from now there'll be lots of the finest plums and peaches at present here are all the strawberries you want only look out for a sunny mound and put aside the long grass and you'll get enough to support you for a day or two then he gets to telling the young lady anecdotes of frontier life describing to her the celebrated old aunt beck who used to keep a tavern on the smugglers trail up towards refugio where the fight was made in the mission church by the texan boys the little brothers the men call them that some of these lads hardly strong enough to carry a rifle held the mission yard against the assaults of mexican regulars under urea until compelled to draw off by ward's orders they had to leave three of the children who were wounded and then the greasers entered the churchyard and cut the little fellow's throats by this time the young lady has grown so interested in and so impressed by his conversation that she has forgotten carmelita's insinuation and her eyes again meet the texans though once or twice they droop under his earnest gaze in fact the very incidents of travel compel intimacy with her cavalier twice he stops and gets water for his charge likewise taking the same good care of zelma once noting the china doll delicacy of the attendant he asks very seriously if she can support the ride yes anything to save me from the indians shudders the octoroon but unaccustomed to the saddle zelma has grown very weary as for miss godfrey the horseback exercise she is almost daily taken in new york now does her very good service and she rides on quite buoyantly and easily though there is an eager anxiety in her as she notes the texan's eyes 
every moment searching the horizon on one or two occasions he halts the young women and walks slightly in advance to some ridge in the prairie where he can take observation for he keeps their horses in the low swales protected from view as much as possible by the motes of timber though the mustang's hoofs in the soft soil make deep imprints can the lancers not follow our track very easily whispers estrella nervously to him as they ride yes i want them to oh goodness she can't repress a slight shudder of her graceful shoulders Canales coming after us will strike our trail about here i think two hours from now hampton observes but most of the time his gaze is directed ahead of them once assisting miss godfrey from the saddle he leads her on foot into a copse of plum trees rather higher than the rest here her mentor pointing cautiously to the north she can just descry two faint columns of vapor a few miles apart from each other that are at times curiously intermittent the signals of the comanches he says remember that whenever you see smoke coming up irregularly as if at times it were restrained it probably means indian signals the accursed savages craftily hold their blankets over the fire and let the smoke out in puffs of varying sizes telegraphing their movements to each other all the time their speed is kept at about a certain rate as if the ranger meant to make a certain point at an exact time about half an hour after this he turns his horse sharply to the north and says to miss godfrey the smuggler's trail the smuggler's trail i don't see anything of it no but it's easy enough to a frontiersman's eyes look the old hoof marks off there in the dry adobe notice how the ground is worn down a little lower than the rest of the prairie though the grass is growing on it but see here comes love hampton points two miles off towards the southwest my how he's riding cries the neophyte in woodcraft carefully too he's turned off out of his course because it would lead him into the open prairie and is coming round that island of pecans still how did you first get your eye on him at so great a distance why didn't you see that herd of deer run out of that copse ahead of harry remarks the texan wild animals by their movements often tell you what's going on in this well-stocked country always distrust a trail upon which you see no game it's almost a sure sign indians are near it ten minutes after love overtakes them i found the comanche trail going to the north he says tersely they spread at the crossing of the nueces into two bands one about forty t'other nigh unto thirty warriors that's our smoke signals up north what time did they pass the river just after sunup the dew was on the grass when their ponies went over it and no dew has fallen on it since 
they've been down on the rio grande got some captives with them and plunder lead horses were plentiful driving any cattle asked hampton sharply nary a hoof thank god answers the texan then they won't hesitate to come on the back trail did you see any greaser sign well i kind of think i did cap just after i left the nueces i got a good view of open prairie to the south on its horizon i caught the flicker of a lance head or some bright arms but oh an awful long way off then we're about midway between the greasers and the comanches replies hampton we'll travel on kinder slow he looks up to the sun about three hours more of it we'll give the greasers just twenty-five miles to follow us that'll make it about a little after dark when they overtake us and then wah guffaws harry if we can do it we've got to do it mutters hampton looking at his delicate charge she could never stand a ride of perhaps a hundred miles to distance the comanches those greaser lancers are a god's gift to us soon miss godfrey watching their movements sees that time enters into all the calculations of these men several times as they journey on hampton glances at the sun about an hour before sunset he says harry now is our time miss godfrey you've got to travel fast go lopin through the soft places make a good broad trail urged by him the party proceed quite speedily for five miles all the time the indian smokes are growing nearer getting beside hampton estrella whispers with pallid lips we are riding right into the comanches don't you see their smoke only five miles away yes they have been hunting or camped taking a rest from their long foray their ponies will be quite fresh this evening so much the worse for our greaser friends says sharp dryly so much the worse for us you're you're not going nearer them pleads the girl in frightened tone well just a little but soon the ranger doesn't seem to care to take any greater chances there may be some outlying braves hunting deer he mutters best no farther harry now turn around and race to that big live oak about three miles back the one i pointed out to you about thirty yards from the canebrake chaparral he whispers to miss godfrey but the indians they will discover our trail they will follow us i want them to follow us what don't get excited watch for the first time this grim day the captain chuckles slightly they have raced back to the live oak tree now harry hide our tracks he commands with this the rangers spring off their horses and throw all their blankets and horse clothes on the ground not even exempting miss godfrey's with these they carpet the seventy-five feet of ground from the trail to the canebrake they have selected the spot very carefully it is one where there is but little or no grass to be pressed down 
over these blankets each horse is carefully led and secreted in the rank canebrake of prickly pears cacti and mesquite bushes that borders a swamp through which runs a little stream probably a tributary to the aransas now harry the fire before it's too dark for both indians and greasers to see the smoke put plenty of wet wood on mr love gliding out over the blankets carefully takes off his moccasins and travels quickly to a place just off the smuggler's trail that might be selected by a careless camping party from there in a minute or two rises a high column of dense smoke easily discernible in the red rays of the setting sun mercy it will bring lancers and indians upon us whispers miss godfrey yes says hampton with a grim smile both will come racing to it and then wah chuckles wild harry who has returned to them obliterating with great circumspection every indication of their movements even blowing up with the breath of his lips the blades of grass as each blanket is removed and concealed in the canebrake now quick take me away from here begs estrella and run into that party of indians coming from across the prairie hampton points to the further smoke signal no we must stay here till comanche and greaser get to work on each other then light out you think they will do it just as sure as the mexicans are looking for your purty face and the comanches are hunting for scalps grins wild harry so in the seclusion of the canebrake comes to miss godfrey the agony of suspense shuddering at each noise of the wildwood this delicate girl who but a month before had been the belle of washington square and university place dances in faraway new york cowers in the tangled chaparral awaiting the coming of barbarous enemies on one side and bloodthirsty savages on the other as she crouches there the shadows of the very last sunray falling through the matted leaves and briars of the jungle the thing would seem a horrible fantasy to her did she not hear the sharp clicks of gun locks as the men who guard her prepare their weapons for immediate use suddenly hampton whispers hoofs at a distance muffle our horses a single neigh will betray us so the two men blanket the heads of the animals who have grown strangely restive holding the horse's nostrils tightly while they do it she listens again and wild harry mutters below his breath hoofs t'other way hear em comin yes from the north on shod whispers hampton then he half laughs both gangs of devils racing for a fire whose smoke shows it has been made by people innocent of the backwoods and easy prey by this time the gloom is such estrella cannot distinguish details at a distance but the frontier senses of the men beside her do my goliah the engines'll be here fust mutters wild harry 
yes but with comanche caution they've halted replies the captain ah they've sent a scout ahead and estrella sees in the sunset glow the gleaming figure of a naked savage in full war-paint with lance at a carry and short bow ready for use as he lopes down the trail looking cautiously to right and left of him even in the half-light something just at the point they have left the trail seems unnatural to the observing eye of the savage he checks his horse suddenly and he and his steed become a statue in the red afterglow of the prairie sunset shall i take him whispers wild harry his long kentucky rifle sighted for the indian's heart for answer hampton puts restraining hand upon him then mutters thank god for the clanking of metal horse trappings the rattle of mexican cavalry accoutrements and the quick hoof sounds of the ranchero squadron now catch the indian's attention not over a second he listens then they can see him glide silently back like a spectre horseman in the glooming by gum the greasers come just in time to save our bacon chuckles love straining her ears estrella catches spanish voices in excitable execration as the rancheros arriving at the campfire discovered that their prey has fled from them though it is dark now the trail is an easy one and they come dashing on chattering recklessly in their latin way yet some muttered carambas indicate their cruel intent by the eternal says hampton the comanches have ambushed them they'll get it good now the girl shudders and half screams as she sees through the gloom of the evening the shining forms of the savages on horseback closing in like spectres round the rancheros then she claps her hands to her ears for greeting them is that horrid yell which has proclaimed death outrage and torture to many a texas maid in her log cabin home the wild comanche war cry she sees the braves in their war paint driving their bloody spears into the mexicans whom they despise yet slaughter over this ring out the loud reports of escapitas and pistols the clash of steel on lance mingled with spanish carajos the twang of indian bows the hissing of indian arrows and the dull thud of horses hoofs as they charge upon the prairie then all dies away in a horrid jumble going rapidly towards the south leaving behind only the moans of the dying and the shrieks of scalped and mangled wretches blowed if the yaller bellies ain't flying from the red bellies hope they've scalped caramba joel guffaws harry quick let us go commands hampton at his words 
miss godfrey finds herself lifted into her saddle and her horse rushed through the cane break into the creek harry following after doing the same with zelma to her escort estrella shudders you're going south you're following the indians yes the comanches may come back the comanches will come back trust the indians when they get through slaughtering carabajal's men to return to find out who lighted that prairie fire they're sure to discover our trail so i don't want them to know which way we have traveled if they guess we are going north those crafty demons will intercept us at the fords of blanco creek so they dash into the brook heading to the south and travel down it for some hundred yards then their horses are turned in midstream and hurried back keeping well in the current they have passed the place they entered the stream now they dash through the waters of the swampy creek for two miles miss godfrey shuddering as alligators flop off their logs and moccasin snakes hiss from the cypress trees until hampton finding a proper place takes them carefully out through the cane brake into the open prairie now ride fast commands the ranger captain those red devils are sure to find our trail before morning ride we must reach the crossing of blanco creek before those painted centaurs get there and they do ride miss godfrey almost reeling in her saddle from fatigue finds that the horseback exercise she had taken each day in new york helps her but soon a faint cry from behind indicates her maid can ride no more reckon we gotta tie thar wench to her mustang remarks love looking at the almost fainting octoroon she's gone too far for that it'll kill her dissents sharp then he springs into his saddle with zelma in his clutch who is so worn out she cannot speak and so carrying one of the despised race right tenderly in his strong arms he rides into her mistress's heart though estrella is nigh fainting herself she gives her cavalier a look that could he see it in the gloom would make him think that midnight trail through swamps over prairies amid thorny chaparral was one of the isles of paradise but not guessing this and anxious for her safety he whispers to his charge you can keep up you must keep up we've got to ford the blanco before i give you rest brave girl don't fear i'll keep up who could flinch with you to aid her she half moans under the unceasing travail of her galloping steed but despite her words this beautiful and delicate neophyte of the border is so exhausted she scarce has her senses as the hoofs of their horses splash through a running stream and mr love says wah beat the injuns this time the crossing of the blanco what precautions her escorts take at the ford to hide their trail miss godfrey is too exhausted to discover she only knows that some half-hour afterwards 
she sees as in a dream their mustangs drawn up in some leafy covert and hampton passing zelma from his saddle to mr love who carries the fainting girl away then the frontiersman springs off his horse and takes her in his arms as tenderly as he would a wood nymph and bears her as if she were a precious thing to a couch of boughs and leaves upon which he has thrown her blankets here sinking down she gives a sigh of exhaustion yet content as she watches this man of iron with pistols prepared and eyes alert guarding her slumbers to make them safe from man and beast amid the dangers of the prairies as she goes to sleep she whispers to herself that sweet spanish word she heard carmelita use corrido End of chapter 10 Recording by John Brandon